Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're going to talk about the healing properties of aqua calcite. So this is a beautiful green-blue variety of calcite. Um, I've seen it mainly just come from Mexico, but it is gorgeous, gorgeous. But before we get started, I wanted to answer one of our listener questions for our Ask Me Anything segment. So remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. So today's Ask Me Anything question comes from Wendy. So Wendy, thank you so much for submitting your question. And Wendy asks, what does it mean when you try to wear a particular crystal but have a negative reaction to it time and time again despite cleansing and charging? For example, hematite depresses me and angelite makes me feel anxious and panicky. Thanks. Wendy, first let me say this is totally common. It happens to all of us from time to time. And I always feel a little bit bad when this is someone's first experience working with crystals because sometimes they think that they're going to react that way to all crystals and they get a little bit nervous about continuing on with their crystal journey. And other times people have this experience And they think that it means that they can never work with that particular stone. For example, in your case, someone might think that they could never work with hematite. So, of course, my go-to response for this is usually try cleansing your crystals. Because sometimes what we're picking up on is not necessarily our energetic interaction with the crystal's vibration, but instead what we're picking up on is actually residual energies that are within the crystal's field because it hasn't been properly cleansed or cleared. But in your case, Wendy, you said specifically you've definitely been cleansing and charging your crystals and you're still kind of having these reactions that you would perceive as negative. So here's the thing. Sometimes we have a less than comfortable reaction with a crystal because we're just not meant to work with that crystal at that time. A lot of us, when we're choosing our crystals, we go by what authors say in books. And I know how funny this sounds because I'm a crystal author myself, but we'll go to the experts, right? We want to know what Judy Hall says or Katrina Raphael or Melody We want to know what they tell us about crystals, and we want their suggestions and recommendations. But because we're all unique energetic beings and we all have our own vibrational frequency, it doesn't always match up or resonate with crystals in the same way as it does for others. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us or anything wrong with that crystal. It just means that we're not in particular alignment with that stone. So Wendy, I'd ask you, thinking about why you were drawn to the hematite or the angelite, is there another crystal that could work with you in a similar way, support you in a similar way that you could substitute out? So rather than feeling like you have to work with those specific stones, 
Is there something else that might serve you better? Listen to your intuition. It doesn't have to be necessarily even a logical choice or a choice that's based or founded in research through you know, watching YouTube videos or flipping through books. This should just be your own intuitive insight. And you'll find that you'll probably have a much more pleasant experience when you're working with a crystal that's more intuitively aligned with your purpose. Now, another thing I want to say about this, and it's kind of touching back on what I mentioned earlier, is that this doesn't necessarily mean that you'll always have this reaction to these crystals. So you might find that a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, you can work with hematite and angelite just fine with no problems and that they're really supportive. That's because our energy is always shifting and changing. We're always growing as people. And so the crystals that serve us now might not necessarily work as well for us in the future. And the ones that make us feel a little uncomfortable right now might actually become some of our best supportive crystal companions down the road. Well, Wendy, I hope that that helps answer your question. And for those of you listening, if you've had that experience, I hope you understand a little bit more about what's going on now. And again, if you have some of your own questions that you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or heart-centered business, or just anything that you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. And now it's time to dive into our main topic for the day, the healing properties of aqua calcite. So as you know, I always like to start these healing properties episodes with a little message from the crystal. And here's the message that came through from aqua calcite. I'm calm, centered, and emotionally balanced. I release all emotions and negative cycles that no longer serve me. So this is a stone of emotional release and emotional support. It helps heal the heart and it encourages self-forgiveness and compassion. There's been this big movement toward self-care and healing, but a lot of times it neglects this idea of self-forgiveness. A lot of us carry around the weight of emotional baggage that we just don't need in our lives. And aqua calcite really helps you identify that, get in touch with it, and release it. It also helps you purge negative or stagnant emotions and releases cycles of self-neglect. So if you're finding that you're going through the same behavioral patterns, though you're reacting to situations the same way, and it's not in a positive, healthy way, you can actually release these cycles, patterns, and behaviors through working with aqua calcite, just keeping it on you, in your pocket, wearing it as jewelry, as a constant reminder of self-love, or also working with it in meditation and really understanding some of the deep-seated causes of these cycles and behaviors. Aquacalcite also promotes healthy habits and positive self-care routines. So if you're switching out of these negative cycles and looking to replace them with more positive habits, aquacalcite can be a support all the way through that journey. It also helps you communicate with higher beings. So your spirit guides, ascended masters, angels and archangels, totem animals, it really helps you open that throat chakra, speak from the heart, and communicate with these beings and other dimensions for your highest good and helps you share what needs to be shared from your perspective and also receive important messages and insights from those other beings. 
Similarly, it facilitates a connection with ancient cultures. A lot of people feel that this stone strongly connects to Atlantis and Lemuria, and in fact, there's the Lemurian Aquatine calcite, which is a trademark name for a very, very similar stone. It comes from a little bit different place, but it's thought that this helps you actually tap into these energies and wisdom. So this is kind of an interesting thing if you're into exploring ideas of Atlantis or Lemuria. This is um, kind of a fun thing to try out. Hold a piece of this crystal, go into meditation with the intention of accessing wisdom and knowledge from the Akashic records relating to those times. And whether you believe in these as literal places that existed here on earth, or you just look at them as these myths and stories that are within our mass consciousness as humans that have been kind of passed down to us for a reason, there are always lessons that we can learn. The stone is also known for enhancing soulmate connections. So whether you're searching for your soulmate or you've found your soulmate, this helps strengthen that relationship and bond. Now, because of its ability to help you tap into the Akashic records, aqua calcite also helps you heal past life trauma. So you'll have access to those records of the lifetimes that you've lived before, and you can actually identify some of the causes for those negative cycles um, and cycles of self-neglect and things that really need healing in this current lifetime. You can actually go back through those Akashic records and find a lot of root causes in your past life experiences. Now again, whether you view the past lives as being literal or more figurative, representing kind of previous forms of yourself in this current lifetime, that's not the important thing to get hung up on. What's really of value here is the fact that you have the ability to change the way that you perceive those experiences. Although you can't change the experiences themselves, you can change the way that you feel about them and you can start to look at them in a more positive light. And rather than being focused on, you know, feelings of blame or shame, you can actually transform these and understand that they are all soul lessons. Now, one thing that I really love about this crystal is it encourages peace and calming and helps reduce anxiety and stress. So a lot of this can actually be related to past life trauma that's unresolved, but there are just day-to-day anxieties and stressors that we all need to deal with, and aquacalcite is a great support for that. As I mentioned before, the color of this crystal is kind of an aqua green blue. It can be somewhat translucent, but mostly it's opaque and the really high quality stuff is often banded and comes from Mexico, but there's also aqua calcite that comes from Argentina. It's connected to the fourth chakra or heart chakra, as well as the fifth or throat chakra. It's related to the zodiac signs of Aquarius, Pisces, and Cancer, so it actually helps strengthen and enhance the positive qualities of these signs and balances their not-so-glamorous or negative aspects. It's related to the elements of earth and water. Its companion flower is wormwood or artemisia, and its companion essential oil is wintergreen. And I find that a great companion crystal to work with with aqua calcite are gypsum desert roses. They also have a really soft energy that really pairs and complements nicely with the energy of the aqua calcite. 
Now, one way that you can use this crystal, if you really want to calm yourself and kind of stabilize emotions when you're feeling really stressed out or overwhelmed, is you can gently drop a piece of aqua calcite into a small bowl of water. So hold it just above the surface of the water, drop the stone in, and then focus on the gentle ripples on the water's surface and watch them grow slower and slower until the water once again becomes still. So this is kind of a metaphor for, you know, sometimes we find our lives feeling really chaotic and there are waves happening, but through concentration and focus and just allowing things to return to a natural state of balance and harmony, we feel those emotions stop rippling and stop being so tumultuous and finding that place of still and calm. So then you want to remove the stone from the water and hold it over your heart chakra while you visualize your emotions slowing and slowing until they too are still and calm. That's it for my discussion all about the healing properties of aqua calcite, but now it's time to shift into our trending this week segment. So each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality or something that I'm really loving right now and I want to share. And this week I want to talk about crystal water bottles. So there are so, so many of these available on the market now, and it's crazy just to think like a few short years ago, this didn't even exist. And if you wanted a quick gem water or gem elixir, this is something that you had to make yourself. Well, now with the convenience of these crystal water bottles, it's really, really easy to do this and take your gem elixirs or gem waters on the go. So there are quite a lot of different ones out there and I get asked a lot, which ones should I buy? How do I know which ones to buy? So here's the thing, originally the big kind of initial creator of these crystal water bottles was a company called VitaJewel and they had a really interesting design. So it's a double-ended glass water bottle. The top end has a lid and the bottom end has a place to insert these little glass bubbles that are filled with crystals and they're known as gem pods. So VitaJewel calls these gem pods. You fill the bottle with water from the top end where the lid is once the gem pod is securely in place. The gem pod holds the crystals. They don't actually make physical contact with the water, but that's okay. This is known as the indirect or alternative method of preparation. This is actually the preferred method for preparing gem waters because you're 100% sure that your crystals are not going to leach anything toxic into the water you're using. So this is really great because you don't have to be an expert about choosing your crystals for your elixirs. All you have to know is the purpose that you want. And VitaJewel would have all these different kinds of recipes that were already custom blended, like passion or vitality or chakra balancing. So you just pop in the gem pod that you wanted to use, fill your bottle with water, and you're ready to go. The problem is, the gem pods come pre-made and the crystals are already in there. Now, although the crystals they use are high quality, all their materials are amazing, they are a bit expensive. And every time you wanted to try new crystals, you had to buy a new gem pod. The other problem is that you didn't have the ability to really customize this to the crystals that you might want to use specifically. You're kind of locked into choosing just the pre-made blends that VitaJewel had created. Well, then there was a new company on the market that was super, super ingenious, and they actually made a water bottle that has two separate chambers. So the top has 
one big area where you can fill it with water and then there's kind of a glass divider and the bottom opens up and you can add your own crystals. This is like such a huge, amazing breakthrough because although the, the bottles are sold with a few crystals in them, you can pick, I think, from amethyst or rose quartz or clear quartz or a few others, that bottom chamber, because it opens up, you can take the crystals out and put whatever stones you want in there. Again, they're kept totally separate from the water, so you don't have to worry about any contamination of your water from toxic minerals and you can really customize your crystal elixir or gem water to be whatever kind of crystal blend you want. So this is actually my preferred crystal water bottle. It's a great, great tool for a quick gem elixir on the go. But before I hop off this topic, I wanna to talk about one more kind of crystal water bottle that's on the market. And we actually sell these at my shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts. And for the most part, they are lovely. And you've probably seen them. They are quite beautiful. These are the glass crystal water bottles that actually have a large crystal generator point inside of the bottle itself. So this is kind of a very different method where the direct method of preparation of an elixir is being used. That means the crystal is coming into direct contact with the water. So in this case, there's a big crystal point that's kind of fastened with some wire to the bottom of the bottle and you put the water directly in this one big glass chamber where the crystal point is sitting. Now, this is really cool because for those of you who want to have that direct contact with the water, you just feel like your gem elixirs work a little bit better when they're made that way. I totally get that. Um, and so these can be really lovely. And we carry the amethyst, the rose quartz, and the clear quartz at my shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts. I really like these as well. I have a rose quartz one that I don't think I could live without. It's kind of um, my favorite for when I want a direct method of preparation. But again, you don't have the option to really customize the crystals that you're using. You're limited to just a few different choices for the crystals that are available inside these bottles. And I have to say, I actually don't agree with all of them that are available. So there are a few of these you'll see that have crystals that actually shouldn't be used with the direct method of preparation and that I actually wouldn't recommend drinking the water internally for an extended period of time. So it's totally fine if you wanna stick with amethyst, clear quartz, rose quartz, those quartz-based minerals are fine to use in the direct method of preparation this way, but it's really kind of challenging when I see a company creating these things and they haven't quite done their research. Um, for example, I had someone contact us, they have a fluorite, one of these water bottles, and fluorite can, on occasion, have some toxic minerals present in it. So this is not a crystal that I would recommend using with the direct method of preparation where the water's actually coming into contact with the crystal itself. So please, 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 if you're getting one of these types of water bottles, do your research about the crystal you're choosing or just stick in the safety zone with amethyst, clear quartz, and rose quartz. The other thing that you need to be a little bit cautious about when using these is 
that they have kind of some holes drilled in the bottom of them. So you need to wash them really thoroughly before use to make sure that there are no bits of mineral dust left over from that drilling process. And you also need to make sure that you're washing them really, really thoroughly because those little holes that are drilled in the crystals to keep them in place with the wire can be a place where some microorganisms might like to hang out if they're not being washed thoroughly. So I always put mine in the dishwasher on the sanitize setting and so far it hasn't been any problem with the crystal. It's been just fine, um, but I just feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that my bottle has been sanitized between uses. So if you want to know a little bit more about which crystals are safe to use in your elixirs and how to create elixirs safely, we actually have a blog post on the website at loveandlightschool.com that is really helpful. It's called How to Create Crystal Elixirs Safely, and it actually goes through the step-by-step -step process for elixir creation using the indirect method of preparation, and then it has quite an extensive list of toxic minerals that you should not use in your elixir preparations by placing the stones directly in the water. So check that out, loveandlightschool.com slash create dash crystal dash elixirs dash safely. Pretty easy to remember. Well, that is it. I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, of course, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. And I did just want to give a quick shout out to one of our reviewers. This is for M. Lavelle. M. Lavelle, thank you so, so much for leaving your five-star review. M says, amazing. By far the best podcast I've heard. Everything is laid out so nicely and makes perfect sense. So thankful. Well, M, I am so thankful for you and for you taking the time to leave a review for the podcast. It helps other listeners find our podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And if you decide to take just a minute and leave me a review of your own, I'll give you my crystal chakra healing step-by-step -step class as a free gift. So once you've posted your review, just take a quick screenshot of it and send it to my team at support at loveandlighthealingschool.com. And we'll get your class all set up and reply back with details on how you can get started with your free crystal chakra class. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.